Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Hi everybody, my name is Tim and I am the Ilkeston Campus Pastor along with my wife Helen. It is great to be with you today and we're looking at this subject of let's talk about faith, something that is very important in our Christian walk. And this word faith is normally attributed to people in faith or of faith. When that word comes up, that's normally the way it goes. And it comes mainly from this Hebrews 11 verse 1 verse, which is very familiar if you are a Christian, well, you've heard this many times. And it says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Confidence and assurance. Another version says, sure of and certainty. But actually the truth of the matter is, is that we're all people of faith in some way, one way or the other, right? What do I mean by that? Well, you may have sat down on a chair today and not thought twice about it. You may have gone up some stairs today and not looked for a structural report to see if that would hold you. You just assumed by faith that it would hold you. It would take your weight. And that's this confidence and assurance or faith that you had without even giving it a second thought. I wonder what it would be like if we all had this faith in the Lord, just like we have faith in everyday things. No second thought, no second guessing, just pure confidence and certainty that God is good, that he is on the throne and in control. Our faith in the Lord should be aiming to be something similar to that. Strong faith is a sign of healthy roots, deep roots, strong roots. And that's why I would encourage you to know God in the very first session of Growth Track. If you've done that before, you will know this. It's right there at the top of the process that we want you to know God more, to grow those roots down. Well, how do we do that? Well, that's where our Bibles come in. God inspired this book for our benefit and not for His. If you want to know about love, it's in there. If you want to know about forgiveness, it's in there. Relationships, it's in there. Identity, it's in there. How prevalent is that at the moment? Identity isn't something that we put on ourselves. It's not a label we give ourselves. Our identity is in Jesus. You are a son or a daughter of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible is as relevant now as it was then. God isn't outside of time. He, he created this. He put this book together so it would be relevant through all of time. But coming back to this word faith, despite how much we think we're steeped in faith, sometimes we have to go through some stuff. Sometimes the winds of life pick up, storms move in, challenges arrive. You, you will know uh, what I mean by that. And that's where we're going today. We're looking at this thought of the test of faith and some thoughts on it on an, in and around it and how we face those tests. So let's read 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 to 9 and it says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, while you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 
These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith and the salvation of your souls. When we were kids, we lived in Canada for a while and it was on a Bible school campus, a big campus. And in that campus, there was a lake that we used to swim in in the summertime. And in the wintertime, it would freeze over and you could ice skate on it. But there came a point when it started to freeze that you had to test it in order to see if it was ready to be skated on. So what we used to do is we used to get a, a, an old runner, you know, the old metal runner sleds. And I would lie down on that sled and be pushed out onto the lake a little ways, not too far. I can't remember if there's a little bit of rope on it to pull me back or whether it was arm's length. I can't remember that. But if we were pushing out and it was spreading the equal weight around on the ice, if you heard the, the, you know, the cracks and stuff, it was quickly back in, back in. But we had to wait maybe a little while longer. And until we went out and I was thumping it, it was solid as concrete, that's when we knew it was about ready and we had to get somebody to come in and check it just to finalize it and we can get on that ice and skate and play ice hockey and all those different sort, sorts of things. But how do we know that it was ready? How do we know it was going to hold up under pressure? We had to test it. And many things in life have to be tested to prove their genuineness that it's, it's genuine, that it's authentic, it's real. I used to work in the electrical industry and we had to test systems, prove that they were installed correctly and suitable for use and we had to show test certificates to, in order to, to prove that. If you look at this passage again in 1 Peter, it uses the language of genuineness, the real deal, in other words. It has to be the real deal. So it's the same with our faith. We need to see where it sits in genuineness. It gets tested. It needs to get tested. Nobody can say that they haven't had trials or, or tests in life, particularly if you're at an age where, you're, where you've experienced some of life. But this whole Christian thing surely gives us immunity, right? It surely gives us an easy life and we're sailing through it and no bad stuff happens to us, right? Well, no, not right. I think even though you are a Christian, we do go through different trials. And there are two different types of category of trial. I think there's the trial through sin. It's a result of sin, not necessarily your sin, but the sin of the world, the sin around you. There's this, there's this thought that God is handing out bad stuff in some sort of cra crazy, weird, uh, sadistic way. You know, I, I saw a clip the other day, I think it was an old clip from a, a guy called Stephen Fry. You've probably heard of him, very intelligent guy, an actor, uh, funny to some extent. And he was asked if he could have a couple of minutes with God, what he would ask him. Well, first of all, he said, I, I don't think that would ever happen because I don't believe he exists. But if I was to do that, I would ask him why he gave bone cancer to kids and why he created a worm to burrow into the eyeballs of kids. And he even goes on to describe God as a maniac for creating a world such as this. But all of that isn't true. God isn't dishing out bad stuff in a here you go kind of way. You deal with those diseases. You deal with those weird, wonderful insects that do some strange things. Everything at one point was perfect. God created it in a way that it was good. 
The Bible tells us that when he looked back after creating the world and everything in it, that he said it was good. But then sin came in. Sin came in and fractured all of that, made it all uh, not work in the way that it was designed to work. It was fractured and cut up and in came the diseases, in came the bad stuff, in came the things that we, we struggle with today. I don't believe he does send those sort of trials, these trials res resorting from sin, they aren't sent by God. They're a result of a broken world, a fractured world. How do I know that? Well, God tells us in his word. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in a future. There it is. God isn't out to harm us, to give us pain. He wants the best for you. He wants to walk through these things with us. Then there's a trial through, uh, through test, which I think could be divinely sent. Actually, it could come from God. God sometimes divinely appoints these things, similar to a diagnostic test for a car. You know, sometimes we take these cars in and they get plugged into a system, don't they, to check its mechanical and electrical health. Well, it's the same for us. We get tested on a spiritual uh, level. For example, God tested the Israelites when they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 says, Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep, or whether or not you would keep his commands. When we go through these sort of trials, you know, fall out of fallouts with loved ones or a friend or maybe your car breaks down in an inconvenient time or you get stuck in a, in a, in a traffic jam. How, how, quick are we, how quick are we to go back to the old habits of, of anger, of, of, of pride, of greed, of, of lust and all these sort of things that can stir in our hearts through different things that we face. And these are the sort of tests that are not designed to, designed to lead us into sin. They're designed to reveal the sin that lurks within us. God is maybe just doing a little health check on you. How's that package of the fruit of the Spirit doing in your life? Maybe giving you a little reminder that we still need Him by His Spirit to help us. But what we need to remember is that God hasn't left us. He hasn't abandoned us. Regardless of what it is that we're facing, He's right there with us in the mix. But God does allow us to go through some stuff. He allows us to go through trials. Could he stop it? Yes, he could. But sometimes we just need to trust in his faithfulness, trust in his process and trust in him. Faith that is surface level will get blown away like chaff. It's not grown deep. We talked about roots earlier. Those roots haven't grown down into that strong relationship, just like any relationship really. If you keep your marriage or your friendships at arm's length, playing at it, in other words, it's going to fail. It's not going to last the test of time. Instead of tapping out, how about saying, you know what? I'm going to trust God with my marriage. I'm going to trust God with my business situation. I'm going to trust God with my finances or whatever it is that we need to trust him with instead of running to fear and anxiety. How about just saying, God, I trust you in all of this. A genuine faith is much more valuable than gold in verse 7 of 1 Peter 1. That's what it says, more valuable in gold. So what do we need to do? How do we deal with this? Well, we need to persevere. 
The dictionary defines perseverance as continued effort to do or achieve something despite of difficulties, failure or opposition, the action or condition or an instance of of persevering, steadfastness. The Bible actually says in Hebrews 12 verses 1 to 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily tangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. This is his own trial and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, had victory. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If you're a sports fan, you will know that elite athletes have to get, when, sorry, when they want to get to the top of their game, they have to get into, their, um, get into their training. They have to tune their bodies. They have to hone them into making it through whatever it is they're going to be going through. Marathon runners particularly must go through so much pain every, most days of the week in order to get their bodies suitable for running all those many miles. It's incredible. But God knows what your potential is. He knows what your potential in your life is and he's trying to get you to persevere through it so he can develop that potential through the trials and testings that we face. Paul is teaching us here in Hebrews that perseverance is crucial in our Christian walk. So press through with perseverance. If ever there was a guy to speak out on trials and tribulations, it is Paul. He actually faced so many. It was, it was incredible. You can read it throughout the, the, most of the, the New Testament. And he persevered as well. He could have so easily said at any point, you know what, forget it. I'm out of here. You know, who feels like that sometimes? You know what? I surrender. I'm giving up. I'm out. But no, persevere. Keep going. Keep going. What else do we need to do? Trust him. We need to trust him. Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 8 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So easy to run to what we think, what we know best. We try to second guess things and try to do things in our own way. But God says, trust me. Don't lean on your understanding. Trust me in all things. Can you remember the trust exercise that we used to do? I don't know if you've done it or whether you've seen other people do it. Somebody may stand on the edge of a a stage, for example, and and fall backwards and they're, they're relying, they're having trust on people catching them behind. And it's the same here with God. We almost are just trusting him to be there for us, trusting him to have our backs, trusting him that he is going to walk through the situations with us. That is what this trust is all about. God wants us to trust him because he will make your path straight. In other words, it may get a little bumpy for a while, but don't bail out. Don't run back to fear. Don't run back to anxiety. Why? Because he'll make your path straight. And finally, we're going to stand firm. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7, it says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in your lives 
continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you are taught and overflowing with thankfulness. It is important that these roots, our roots are laid down, that they grow deep, that we do what we need to do in order to strengthen our roots. Last week, or in the previous weeks of, of Growth Track, we've talked about knowing God. I mentioned that earlier and, and how we do that is getting into the Word of God and praying daily, you know, and all these sort of things, getting tapped into to church, whether just being there regularly on a, a Sunday or coming to online Bible studies or joining a, a small group. It has to be intentional that we want to develop our relationship with God. God wants us to experience a relationship, a relationship with Him to the max. Why? Because when the storms of life come, because they will come, when the trials and tribulations come, because they will come, we stand firm in the face of adversity. We stand firm in the face of whatever these trials manifest themselves as. With strong roots, you stand firm. So because we persevere and we're trusting Him and we're standing firm, we're bringing out our genuine faith, which is greater worth than gold. It's never nice going through trials, but the Bible does say to consider it joy when these trials come. Why? Because all of which and all of how God finally tunes us, how God um, develops us, shapes us for a purpose he's maybe created for us that we can't quite see right now, but we see in the long run if we can sort of face these trials up, we can feel the joy knowing that God is with us through it all, but knowing that he is going to bring something great from it if we trust him, if we trust him. You know, there's an old hymn that says this, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. You know, there will be a day when Christ, when Jesus comes again to take us, as we call home, to heaven. And when I stand before the Lord, I would love him to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, there will be trials along the way. Yes, there will be testing times. I don't know where you are in all of this journey. I don't know how you're facing up to different things. But I can only say to you that God is there with you. He's walking through it with you. Will you persevere today? Will you stand firm today? Will you trust him today, knowing that he is there with you, that he has got your back, that you are going to see great things come through these times of testing? So be encouraged. Be encouraged that God is there with you. Let me pray as we close. So God, I thank you for each person listening to this online. I pray, Lord, that you would be with them in their situations. Lord, that they would just know your presence with them, Lord. Whether that's through maybe somebody just sharing something with them, Lord. Whether that's through a verse in the Bible, God. I don't know how it will be, Lord. But just reassure your presence with them. Allow them to experience this joy that we speak of, God. There's nothing there is nothing like knowing you, Lord. There isn't a mountain that you can't move. There's not a wall, God, that you cannot break down. So God, I pray this morning or today that the faith will arise, 
and that we would all agree that there's nothing like the power of Jesus. And Lord, that there will be a day when we stand on the shore of glory and there will be no more pain, no more, no more testing, no more trials, no more hurting God, no more tears, Lord, because we will be in glory with you. In your name we pray. Amen.